Hey everyone, welcome to episode 57 of the Unknown Comics Podcast. Yes, it's been a few weeks since we did our last one. We're trying to figure out a rhythm because, you know, things have changed internally, so our schedule for all of our videos and everything has changed. Uh, but here we are. So, um, of note, for those of you who used to join us uh, live on Thursdays at 7, uh, we will no longer be going live with the podcast for the foreseeable future. We may pick that up again later, uh, but for now, uh, we will just be on our video podcast on YouTube and then, of course, our audio podcast wherever you find your podcast. So just a, just a quick note there. So, um, but we'll go over news real quick. Uh, some, so we've got a lot of television news. You know, so we've had Halo happen. Yeah. Moon Knight just premiered. Yeah. Um, so be looking out on YouTube for our impressions video of the first episode of Moon Knight. Um, and we'll probably do an impressions video of Halo once I finally watch it. Um, <laughs> I just got to, I got to subscribe to Paramount Plus first, but I found out today that since I'm, a Game Pass Ultimate member, I get a free trial to Paramount That's Plus. Cool. Now, I did quite a couple of years ago, right after Discovery came out when it was CBS All Access. I did a trial then, I think. There's a lot more content on there now. Well, but what I, I'm worried about is the free trial won't apply to me because I'm not a new. It's a new promotion, so it should be fine. You would think. Make, but, a, new, make a new email. I mean, I did, right, just I did <laughs> Game Pass on my same account. I got a free trial, you know, the $1 for three months or whatever. Yeah. I did that three separate times, so. Yeah. So, anywho. <laughs> so, I need to watch it because I also need to get caught up on all the Star Trek shows that yeah, are out. I, I didn't think it was going to be worth it because I don't care for Star Trek, and that's really their main thing. That's a big thing. A big part um, of it. And Yellowstone they, stuff. They've got Scream, uh, Halo, all of the Nickelodeon shows are on there. Yeah. So, that's a plus for the kids because I was a Nickelodeon kid growing up. Yeah. <laughs> So, just so everybody has huge cable bills but that aren't cable bills. Right. <laughs> we're right back to $170 yep. bills. Uh -huh. Yep, cord cutters <laughs> for the win. Um, so, yeah, so I watched Moon Knight, Moon Knight last night. I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's first episode stuff. So, uh, just it's kind of curious. You're just, you're just waiting to see how MCU is going to, their take on everything, right, mm -hmm. and how they're going to they're gonna twist everything. Uh, but it was good. So in the vein of Moon Knight uh, releasing, um, it, so when I was thinking of our, our top three topic for tonight, uh, Crime Fighters came to mind. So that will be our top three topic. Uh, so who are your top three Crime Fighters? And we all kind of had different interpretations of what that meant, uh -huh. Crime Fighter. For Tanner, it was like detectives. Uh, for me, it was, for me and Cody, for the most part, it was, you know, street level Crime Fighters, Heroes, uh, you know, st stuff like that, Defenders and all that and all that stuff. Who are your top three? Uh, let us know in the comments um, and uh, and definitely uh, chime in on that. So without further ado, we'll get into it. Um, so Cody's number three, uh, I have no clue it is. So why don't you go ahead and explain <laughs> who Mikado is? All right. So Mikado Ryugamine, he's a... He's a um, He's a, just a kid, really, a kid in a private school, and that's what you're led to believe for pretty much the majority of his time in the anime. Um, which which anime? Was anime he comes from is Dorarara, and it's D about... D-U-R-A-R-A-R-A, exclamation point. Three times. Heard of three times. Three. Not watched. Yes, I've heard of it, too, because that's a very unique name. But Probably my favorite of all time, and... Um, it, it, it takes place in a city that's like borderlines on contradictions. So it's like on in some ways it's completely mystical, in other ways it's completely mundane. It's okay. like 
it's it's a weird weird way to explain it is like there's a lot of characters that are like extraordinary yeah and they are supported by a lot of characters that are completely plain but stand out all their own and it's like it's just it's it's amazing to hear the cast. So not not quite not quite wizards and muggles. No, no, it's more like like demigods and people. Okay, right, like okay. that. But they're never really displayed as that. It's kind of cool. Um, and in this city, there's a lot of gangs that run okay. around. They're called color gangs. They all have their color that they they uh, represent and that they use for all their outfits and styling and all that. Yeah, and. There's this one colored gang called the Dollars, and okay. they don't have a color. That's their whole thing. Oh. No color. They're colorless mana. Um, they seem to operate completely online, so like you don't really hear or see anything that they're doing in the streets. They're not like a lot of the other color gangs out, like, you know, robbing people, causing trouble, right? You know, regular criminal mischief. And they're like a cyber gang. Kind of it seems like it, but they do a lot of stuff in real life. You just never okay. really know when they're organizing. You don't really know. You don't know who the leader is. You don't know how anything really goes. But the thing about this color gang is they keep all the other color gangs in check. Okay. They keep them from overstepping too many boundaries, from causing too much harm to people. They're like undercover superheroes, kind of. And okay. pretty much any time they're mobilized, they pr- prevent crises of like mass scale they prevent like crazy things from happening all the time and no one even knows it's happening because of how they move and you don't find out who the leader is until i want to i can't remember exactly it's like the last third of the entire anime so is this is this a feature or is it a series it's a series it's a two-part series okay and each um each part has i want to say 20 to 30 episodes oh wow okay pretty good big series big series okay um and uh yeah, and the last little bit, last towards the end, you find out Mikado Ryugamine is the leader of the Dollars. And okay. his introduction to in the show is him coming to Ikebukuro for the first time. So you're led to believe he's completely like this naive child that doesn't know about anything New that to happens the city. in the city. And yeah, yeah, yeah. has no idea. And the whole time, that's just like kind of pounded into your head. You don't really have any reason to expect any different. Like the way he reacts to everything, the way everything plays out, it all seems new to him. And then when it comes out that he's the leader of the dollars, he he starts like mobilizing them to do different things and really like making it more known to the people around him that he is the leader. Yeah. And his friend who introduced him to the city and was showing him around and trying to like teach him things from the beginning is just blown away by like how much good he's done just by being a dumb kid at school. So so he had been the leader prior the to whole, this. the whole time. The whole he, time. he was the okay. leader. He was just like a shadow into. leader. Yeah. And he just never really represented that. He just like continued to be a, a kid. Yeah. And hmm. and the way the way it works is so roundabout and so insane because when that when that's finally dropped, you're just like, oh my God, they really did he really is like a hero. He really prevented like mass terrorist attacks, like Huh. bombs like he prevented so much stuff just by being i don't know like a mastermind i guess there you go i didn't know now i know so that's cool so from durara mikado is cody's number three so i'm going to go ahead and jump over to tanner um because your 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 number three shows up later because uh, your number three is my number two um so we'll go ahead and go to your number two and that is lucifer yeah. Of the television show, of the Lucifer, television show. not of the Bible. Yes. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure the Bible is for not a crime fighter. You need no, to make no. that distinction. Um, <laughs> yeah, so when I think of crime, to me, crime fighting is the figuring out the whodunit, not okay. so much the physical fighting sure. of petty thieves. You sure, know? sure. Um, so, uh, and I think this is just an ironic entry, you know? <laughs> That's, that's that what makes de- it so the good. The devil is the best crime fighter. Um, yeah. Because uh, he's doing it just, pu- it starts purely out of curiosity. It's a hobby. Of, yeah. It's a hobby. Yeah. Um, he has no desire to do anything good. He's just tagging along for funsies. And it's, you really get attached to him as a character, which causes weird emotions because he is the devil. Right. But you're try you're watching him go through these trials like a human would. Yeah. But also, like he, what starts as a hobby to him gets to the point where he actually cares about trying to solve these these crimes and yeah, yeah. The, the victims and stuff. So that's that's part of what what attracted to me. The to and he show. has probably one of the best superpowers as a detective, which is making people reveal their desires. Yeah, which is te- usually the truth, right? Um, yeah, and, yeah, and kind of works as a as a somewhat of a lie detector to an extent. Yeah, I haven't watched much of Lucifer. Just, just little bits and pieces because he's working with police department, right? Yes, kinda, LAPD. Yeah, he's kind of embedded with the police department, uh-huh. like Castle. Only he doesn't write anything. Yeah. <laughs> so also uh, his accent's dreamy, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because he's an American actor, and uh, hearing him speak in interviews is weird. And he just kinda has a, a proper Queen's British accent. In in the show, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> All right, so uh, so my number three and my number two are kind of both down the list. So we'll go. We'll jump back to Cody for your number two, um, and uh, and his, his your number two almost made my list, um, but didn't didn't quite um, because he is a crime fighter and he does street level, but then he's also and I don't know. I could say that about I could say that about my number number three that kind of skirts a little bit, but that's Ghost Rider. Um, I think a lot of the comic characters skirt the line. They kind of have to. I mean, when you get into crossover events and stuff like that, they're all kind of pulled into the big the aven- cosmic scale Avengers stuff, you know? level or mystic level mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, but I would say on the whole, for the for the majority of Johnny Blaze's original run, he was fighting just gangs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So what is it about Ghost Rider that just makes him... That I, guy. I think it's the absolute prejudice and violence he attacks every criminal with. Yeah. Like I want to say it's like the complete disregard for any amount of like civil discourse or any amount of like restraint or any yeah. of that. It's just like they're a criminal. They're going to get punished to the full extent of whatever my powers say at that time. Yeah. And it's it's more than just entertaining. It's it's like poetic in a way. Yeah. It, it creates this kind of feeling of like yes, please do that more. And yeah. like I guess. For me, um, it's 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 just a lot of a lot of fun. Like yeah. I, I kind of I've I've seen a lot of crime, I guess, growing up, and yeah. so being around stuff like that and seeing someone that's so willing to just take care of it completely, no questions asked, no yeah. no regard for any amount of total whatever that total pragmatic. Say. Yeah, and it's it's a good feeling. Yeah, and the penance stare is just a cool. And that is one of the coolest powers yeah. I've ever seen. Just all, all the pain they've inflicted on somebody else, they're getting it right back. Um, yeah, that was always cool. And of course, you know, motorcycle and chains. <laughs> it's metal, right? Um, which, you know, it's funny if if you really lay him down. Like, you look at Spawn, 
right? Which Spawn didn't make any of our list, but I think he kind of falls into that yeah. a little bit, right? Especially uh, at, at first, yeah. his first few uh, But But you can see aspects of Ghost Rider in Spawn, right? That that very much he is he's an agent of something nefarious, but is using it to... The crow? To, to do good, you know? And, and yeah, to grow and, and everything. And, um, and then, of course, in Spawn, you also see aspects of Moon Knight, right? They're, they're kind of, you know, Todd McFarlane... Nothing's original, right? You're just always making making your own spin on it. Uh, but yes, I love Ghost Rider. I like Dan Ketch as Ghost Rider, um, as the the second Ghost Rider, because like I said, that's when I in middle school when I kind of started writing comics, and I was pretty much reading X Men and you know like a lot of the Midnight Suns uh, stuff back then. Um, which second Ghost Rider's power set was almost identical to to Johnny Blaze's. Um, but yeah, yeah, superheroes on motorcycles, badass. <laughs> Or flaming skeletons, flaming skeletons, spiky jackets with, on flaming motorcycles. Yes, yeah. I no. mean, it doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> I remember uh, one year for for Halloween, back when I actually used to dress up. I don't do that anymore. Uh, back in middle school, um, I went. I went as Morbius because Morbius was one of the Midnight Suns. That was like his first big anti-hero run. Okay, was back during that Midnight Suns arc, um, and then my buddy went as Ghost Rider, which he had long blonde hair. Um, so like his mom did her best to make his hair look like flames. <laughs> it did not look like, he looked like, he looked like Beetlejuice. It was hilarious. <laughs> so, and we rode around on our bikes. Um, even though Morbius didn't have a motorcycle, but I, yeah. I, I wasn't gonna be able to fly to keep up with him. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Okay. So moving on, uh, we have my number two, which is Tanner's number three. And that is Batman. Yes. Um, probably one of the most popular crime fighters. And, and he very much is that street-level fighter, mm-hmm. um, the detective, um, which I was so happy. Have you watched The Batman yet? No. So oh. HBO changed their yes. their deal. Yeah. yeah right, right before the movie released. Yeah, it's not coming I out until later this month, I think. 45 days after it leaves theaters. 45, yeah. Uh, I will say The Batman is probably the best representation of him being a detective since the animated series, which, you know, animated series was always my favorite. Yeah. Interpretation of Batman. That's just, I grew up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just thought it was great. I mean, I did watch like the Adam West show. Um, and he was definitely a detective in that. Um, it's easy to be a detective when you always have the thing you need to solve the crime. Right. Uh, just out of nowhere. Um, preparation was his superpower, especially when it's, a. Uh conveniently branded too yes exactly the bat shark repellent because i just always carry that with me <laughs> even when i'm in the desert um so uh yeah no batman i'm not a huge dc guy period but like batman is just one of those those genres that i can i can get into i you understand but everybody knows his origin story mm-hmm. everybody knows his villains um you know like him or hate him um i i think his obsession over over the cr- Gotham crime is what makes it such a compelling yeah. crime story. You yeah, know? he has to get rid of it. It is uh-huh. his mission to get rid of it because he was traumatized by it. Um, he's he's just the perfect character for that sort of genre. That's what made the Arkham games so much fun mm. because you got to so you got to fight all the bad guys, but you also had to figure Do out what was going on. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was so it was, cool. it was just as much yeah. a uh, puzzle game as it was a action adventure. Yeah. And 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 I like the Arkham games because they were written by. Paul Dini, who had done a lot of the animated yeah. series stuff. So there's so much of the animated series DNA that came into that. Well, and he gave us so many 
popular characters that yeah. moved to the comics and all the yeah. other me. I mean, gave, gave us Harley Quinn, gave us uh, a a Mister Freeze that people actually give a crap about. Yeah, you know, really, you can really actually sympathize with. Yeah, to some extent. yeah, really kind of changed his arc and, and a lot of the characters for that matter. Um, which you know, I've always, I've always thought you know, Batman is stronger because of his villains. Um, mm-hmm. because he has that, that huge rose gallery, a lot like Spider-Man. Well, and um, Batman in particular, I, I, I've i never thought about it too much with Spider-Man and his gallery, but what makes Batman so well is each villain is is Bruce if his personality leaned just a little bit further in one direction mm-hmm. or another. Okay, yeah. So, like, um, the Joker is Bruce if he crosses that line of killing. Yeah. I mean, that's how we got the Batman who laughs. Yeah. Um, Two Face is 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 him because he sees everything in black and white. It's just a little bit farther to that extreme. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's there's a there's a really good book on it called Batman and Psychology hmm. um, that goes further into depth of, of all this stuff. But yeah, it, it, it's crazy how many mind games. I mean, are in I that totally comic get it because like. It. The way Riddler uses like his ability to solve things, yeah, it's like yeah. that. If he turned it on the flip side, Scarecrow, his whole thing is fear. Right, Scarecrow takes fear to yeah. the extreme. So. It's it's all those aspects of him just amplified to a, like, a nefarious. Uh-huh. Bane is really cerebral, but he also took his physical to an absolute like to the point of breaking. Yeah, and like that's if Batman. Yeah, I, I totally, yeah. I, I can see. I yeah, can see what everybody's Batman, from. but just to it to an extreme. I yeah. I was today years old. <laughs> so, all right, we're gonna go ahead and jump to. We're into the number ones already. Man, we're just chugging right along. Uh, so, so staying in the detective vein, um, <laughs> whew, your number one was Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, have either oh, you guys seen the, the the show? Not the I, movies. I did not watch the television show. I I've seen, I've honestly I've only ever watched um, Manhunter, which was like the original adapt- film adaptation from like 1981 or something like that had the guy from CSI in it. And, okay. then, and then silence of the lambs is, are the only two yeah, of the lector verse I've actually ever watched. Uh, the TV show is fantastic. I read the book. It's, it's very gory though. Yes. But uh, yeah. He, well, I mean, he, he eats people. So that, 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 that tracks. So, so it's, it's a prequel to the movies, right? So he's out. He's not in prison. This is way before anyone suspects him of anything. Yeah. And he's basically a contract. He's a psychologist, but he's a contract profiler for the FBI. And so he's working on this high profile serial case up in the East Coast, that, yeah. that area, um, helping them solve this. And so he's helping them solve this. And the, it gets to the point where there are multiple murders going on, uh-huh. but half of them are the serial killer. <laughs> half of them are Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> so he's fighting crime and making it. But even even you as the viewer don't know which ones are which okay. until the grand reveal at the season finale. Yeah, which so, that one that one got killed early. It, it right? did three Before, seasons. Okay, uh, it did two on I don't remember which network. It, it I think it was like was a Fox or NBC. I can't remember one of the two. It did two seasons on that, uh, and then uh, Amazon picked it up for season three. Okay, because that was like Mads Mikkelsen's kind yes. of first yep. big over you know states. You know, kind of big, big yes, role. Yes, and he he did. He's a fantastic animal. Yeah. Well, he's gonna be in Fantastic Beast now. Is he Beast? He is. He's Grindelwald now. Oh yeah. Yeah, because Johnny yeah. Depp, Johnny Depp got fired. Yeah. So. Yep. And his brother is Grand Admiral Thrawn. I love him. 
And there, he's in so many movies that I didn't realize he was in. Oh, yeah. Uh, he is... He's one of the Knights of the Round Table in that uh, mid-2000s version where they're in, like, Rome. He was, wasn't he? He was. Yes, he was the, the Falconer guy, yes, wasn't he? But I don't remember which knight that yeah, was. I don't either. Yeah. Some, and so uh, Galahad in that same movie is the main, like, actual detective in the Hannibal show. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner's just thought bombing the crap out of me today. <laughs> Mads also had a, um, uh, well, a big role in Death Stranding recently. That was yeah. pretty cool. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he was. And, yeah. Uh, and then he had a comic book movie ish recently. I forget what comic it's based on, but he's like a, a hitman whose daughter gets kidnapped, I believe, and he just like goes on a revenge quest like, and murders everybody. By taking, taking the only, only, he's, only he's a hitman instead of a a uh, yeah. Um, an agent, whatever I, Liam Neeson was. I do wish they would have done more with him and Doctor Strange because I love him as an actor. That's Casilius. Yeah, I think they're bringing him back. I think that's I, like he was such a popular character. I think that the multiverse is going to happen. Yeah, I mean the, the the universe has exploded. They can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, now, now yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's no limits. They Iron can, Man's coming back for sure. Yeah, they <laughs> we can. All know it. They <laughs> can recast people. They can bring people back from the dead. They can invalidate everything that pulled our heartstrings. They're going to bring Robin Downey Jr. back in some way and. I'd know. rather them bring him back than bring in Tom Cruise. <laughs> I really want to see I, I, Superior I, Iron. I was going to say, I, I would be okay with it if it's Superior, because he's, I think he would fit. He's psychotic. Like, yeah. It just oh, works. Yeah. yeah. It just works. So, um, but to kind of also have that stark swagger, I I think Cruise could pull I it really off. I really do. I really think. Um, he would just be a snarkier, like, more not tall annoying version. I can't, I can't imagine Stark? Robert Downey Jr. is that Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. has to wear, like, giant platforms <laughs> to be tall enough for those movies. Yeah. So, uh, so there you go. Hannibal. Lecter, number one. Tanner, <laughs> uh, crime fighters look up to you. Tanner looks up to serial killers. And the devil. And I mean. the devil. <laughs> Tanner. Do we need pray for you? <laughs> All right. So my number one is Spider-Man. He's like the neighborhood crime fighter, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I just, um, God, I like, I literally like Batman and Spider-Man, I think are the two super and Superman. Like, I don't remember ever finding out about them. They just were always, always existed, there. Yeah. They were just, you just, you had pajamas of them. You had, you know? Um, and then, like I said, Spider-Man is just, he's just a great, Peter Parker is just a great character, mm-hmm. hands down, period. You know? Um, because you relate, you relate to him on so many levels. You see him grow up. So if you start reading him as a kid, like, if you go back and read, like, older Spider-Man or, like, Ultimate or whatever, you, you get to see that progression, right? Um, and, uh, and yeah, his villains are just awesome, and he has so many of them. He he has the best villains in Marvel. Yeah, yeah, um, and because and the Avengers. Yeah, and the Avengers because they got some cool villains. They, they, they do got some cool villains. Yeah, but I think I I think for one superhero, his actual rogues gallery. Oh, yeah. I think as it's far insane. as Marvel goes, is is you know, is hands down the most. Well, I mean, how varied. many of his? villains that started out as villains in his rogues gallery became anti-heroes and heroes like so many of them were so popular yeah. venom the punisher 
uh, Morbius. You reach that point of popularity where like, okay, this character can't be this popular and still be a bad guy. We have to write them into being a yeah. good guy. And they did pretty good keeping Doc Ock for a villain for the most part. Um, of course, he had you know superior run. I don't know where he is in the universe now. He's jumping multiverse, isn't he? Uh, that's in... Um, um, where did he go? Whatever they're doing with the Daredevil stuff. the uh, Devil's Reign? Devil's Reign. Okay. Uh, he... In the actual Spider-Man comics, he's kind of skirting around Beyond Corporation. Yeah. Because they stole a bunch of his tech. Okay. And so he's trying to get back at them. But in, in Devil's Reign, he is going to all the multiverses, trying to get up all the Doc Ocks to make a superior arm. Like, superior Doc Ock. Yeah. So, so whose body did he go back into after he left Parker's? He went to, like, um, he was basically dead and Mephisto'd back to uh, life. Yeah, Mephisto trump card. Yeah. He just changed everything. Um, and, of course, Green Goblin. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, Green Goblin. And no, there's no redeeming qualities of Norman Osborn. He's just... He's an a-hole all the way around. So I, I'm sure, go, kind of going back to our news a little bit, y'all have, oh, y'all have heard about the, the clap that heard around the world at the Oscars, the slap. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I, saw, I saw a meme the other day, and it was uh, a picture of Andrew Garfield sitting at the Oscars, like, texting. <laughs> and he was like, when you're texting all your other Peter Parkers to see if uh, Will Smith slapped <laughs> Chris, Rock Chris Rock in their, in their universe. universe. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like I said, you know, I'll always be down for a Spider-Man movie. Um, oh, always. I just... The like, animated series from the 90s is one of my favorites. I love that. Yeah. I, I loved it. it. It was great. So much. With uh, um, the boy, the guy who played uh, Greg Brady in the movies. So, okay. So, Spider-Man. Great. That was my number one. So, my number three, it was actually also Cody's number one. And that is The Man Without Fear, Daredevil. Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. What, what, so, and we, we were talking before the podcast, Daredevil is your favorite superhero ever. Hands down. Right. For any reason. Okay. Take it away. I mean, everything, everything about him. (laughs) The fact that he went blind as a little kid, he had a crazy, super badass fighting dad. Like he, well, he had a boxer dad. He was a, he was a badass. Yeah. He was a badass. And that, I mean, that's his origin story, but then he had kind of a surrogate dad. Yeah. That was also a badass. And that was the ninja, the yeah. ex-ninja, rogue ninja. I don't know how to call it. He's yeah. a dude who went against everything that the people who tried to train him to be a killer yeah. did. And he's still a killer, but like for good. At least he tries to be. <laughs> yeah. Stick tries to be a good guy. <laughs> he he does. Yeah. He he's puts just, some effort. He's just an a-hole old man. Yeah. <laughs> See, Hannibal tries to be a good guy. He just gets hungry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he can have a Snickers bar. <laughs> <laughs> people don't eat people. He's got a hankering that only <laughs> fingers can suffice. <laughs> <laughs> and then leading through his teen years, the way he like after he gets training from Stick and then refines a lot of that for himself because yeah. you know Stick isn't doesn't quite have the ability set that he has. Right, like it's very similar. He's, he's just blind. blind. He's not like radioactive, yeah. super blind. Yeah, he's not. And yeah. so he refines a lot of it, learns a lot of his own new abilities, essentially. And like it just all of his growth and progression to becoming like this, this guy who really does fear nothing. And he is just a guy. 
Yeah. He doesn't wear a super set of armor. He doesn't have super high-tech weapons or any sort of real gadgetry. I don't know. That Billy Club can do a lot of cool things. Hey, that is all him, though. <laughs> that is mechanical work. <laughs> and it's just, it's just like that. The fact that he's just a guy yeah. doing everything that he does, really maintaining, holding up with all the other superheroes yeah. like the Avengers and all these people who are meta-humans, who are super, like, really super-powered. It's... Yeah. it's it's inspiring to see. But then also fighting crime on another front with his altar as a lawyer and, mm-hmm. yes. and doing it the legitimate yes. way. And then at night, you know, doing it the, the vigil anyway. Um, so, so really, really fighting crime on, on two different uh, levels. Um, or I guess he's a defender, but. And I, I really love, I really love how he's, how he's constantly stumbling over the fact he has to convince people he's blind. Cause like, He's not really blind, but he doesn't see. But right, he doesn't but he's see. not blind. Yeah, <laughs> and so like he always, he always like he'll say something and be like, "Oh wait, I'm supposed to be blind. Yeah. I'm, I'm not supposed to know this or be able to." Yeah, it's it's great. I yeah. love that. No, his his cameo in Far From Home was just it was fantastic. phenomenal. <laughs> it was just fantastic. How did you do that? I'm a really good lawyer. I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm just so glad he's gonna stay Daredevil because the tel- Daredevil television series, if they if they just completely invalidated it, I would just hurt because that that show was just great. It was shot well. Like the thing that sold me on that on that television series, episode two, hallway fight. The hallway fight. That is every time. That is just one like those extended take shots. Those one take shots where you know because because in in film theory, the longer you stay on a shot without cutting or, or whatever, you're building anxiety. You're you're you are making the viewer as weary as your subject is. And yeah. he was, and I mean, that fight was him just being freaking tired at the end it of was, it. I mean, it was you, everything he had. You just, you just see him kind of like collapse against the wall and somebody else would pop up and he'd charge and back. Thinking and just about go, it. I get goosebumps every time. Yeah. Like that. that uh, oh man. Which they, they recreate, they've re, they've done it in every season, right? I, I have not watched season three yet. They, yeah, they, they did one in two. Fight. They did they an extended fight in two. Um, so it's kind of been that, that thing, but, um, they had a yeah. couple of them in season three, but it, one of them, I'm thinking he's fighting with Electra, if I remember correctly. Okay. And then, then the defenders, they did one with him and iron fist, which was so cool. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't like iron the way they did iron fist a lot, but when he, when they came together for the defenders miniseries, they really played off of each I other. Well, really need to finish iron fist because I, I it sucks. Honestly, I, I have a hard time. Yeah, honestly, the <laughs> second season down. isn't worth it. Like, yeah. watch the first season. That's good. I wouldn't even. Yeah. I wouldn't even start the yeah. second season. Well, then I got. <laughs> then I panicked because all of a sudden they were off Netflix. Yeah. And I was like, oh, but luckily, I mean, it was like what weeks before Disney Plus picked it all back up again. Right. Um. Speaking of Disney Plus, as an aside, have you heard about all like the stealth edits they're doing to stuff? So like, apparently in Falcon and Winter Soldier, there was like a scene where a dude like gets all bloodied or, or whatever that they went and edited back and cleaned it up and like tamed it down. Yeah. They've been doing that since Disney, since they've started original content on Disney plus. Yeah. I did not, I had no clue. So. Yeah. A lot of people have been pointing it out Yeah, on social media and stuff. You can just see the side by sides. Lots yeah. of times it's not really crazy changes, but sometimes it's, it's like, like at this whoa. point now, like since they've launched the parental control stuff, you know, which of course people are all in Kids arms. Are smart. Yeah, they know how to bypass that. <laughs> it's true. It is true. But I mean, they do it. Like I said, nobody has ever gated their content 
to separate platforms. You know, right. mm-hmm. all of Paramount's content is there. All of Netflix's content is there. You just have to, you know, I hate to say it. People you know, threw a fit when Free Guy hit Disney Plus. Yeah, and it's PG thirteen. It's not even. <laughs> yeah, just deal with it. It's Disney's content. Hulu's going to go away eventually. And it will all just be one big... And it'll save me seven bucks a month when it does. Probably not. They'll probably do enough price increases before then. <laughs> I was just saying, they keep doing it every year. Yeah, that it'll like, just be like whatever they combined. Percent. Yeah. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't get hopeful about that at all. Because um, it was cheap when it first came out. Disney Plus was like 60 a year. Now it's like 80. Yeah. Which I do I do the bundle with Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. And, uh, and it's still a good value. I did it for a little while, but ESPN Plus doesn't have... Anything. Like, well, I'm a ho- I'm a hockey fan, so all the hockey out of market oh. hockey games are on it now. So it gets it. Fi- I finally got my money's worth out of it. Now, prior to that, I, I did say, not watch yeah. it. No. ESPN Plus is it was whack. I was I tried to have it, and I was like, man, this is this is not. Yeah. I could literally watch most of everything on for free on NBA and NFL.com. Yeah, and I'm good there. Yeah, I only watch sports physically in the venue. Otherwise, I don't care. I'm not <laughs> So yeah, Daredevil's awesome. I, I love him too. Um, he's just, I don't know. He's just. I was kind of sad he didn't show up in Hawkeye because I was like ready for it. Oh, in relation to that, what happened to Wilson Fisk? Did he die? Like I was real. No, nah, he's not dead. Because they they never. By the time every time they showed him, he was still just laying there on the ground. Yeah, so. you don't leave it that ambiguous if you're not going to do something. So there. More than likely, what I'm thinking they will probably end up doing is there was an arc where he goes blind, where uh, somebody like basically shoots him in the eyes or whatever and blinds him for a little bit. I'm wondering if that's something like that. He's just seriously injured, not right. not dead. Um, that she didn't actually just straight up kill well, him. Even in the comics and stuff, it's acknowledged that he doesn't have superpowers, but, he but he's is. a lot stronger than anyone else because he goes toe-to-toe with Spider-Man. Which you finally stuff. saw, because I don't know that you ever saw that in Daredevil. That oh, yeah. He w- oh, yeah, you saw it. You did? That you he was it. that... Like when he grabs dude by yeah. like right here and then picks him straight up and slams him on a glass yeah. table. Some crazy stuff that that man <laughs> Vincent does. Vincent D'Onofrio's king. Dude, he's... <laughs> like, again, you know, with Charlie Cox and, and Vincent D'Onofrio, like, you couldn't cast those two better. Honestly, my favorite fights in the Daredevil series was him and Wilson Fisk. Like the one in the alleyway where he finally beats him, that was like that was amazing. Yeah. He like just drops his billy club down his jaw and is like, "You're done, dude. Lay yeah. down. Don't get up." He tells him to. Don't get up. <laughs> yeah, I need to, I need to go back and rewatch and <laughs> and binge through. So, all right, guys. Well, that is our top three crime fighters. What is your top three? Uh, be sure to uh, to comment below and and let us know uh if you haven't already please uh like and subscribe and and hit the bell and all the things when we get new content we've got a lot of great content coming out on our youtube over the next couple weeks uh we'll be doing kind of i pulled the other day i pulled all of our staff and did some rapid fire questions and got all their opinions on a ton of different questions across kingdom uh that'll be going sarah has her foc videos every week you need to be checking that out uh, we've got a, we'll be having our first impression videos of, of the Halo and Moon Knight series, um, so you definitely want to stay glued to our YouTube for that. Um, if you are watching us on YouTube and you want to take us on the go, uh, we are available wherever audio podcasts are found. Again, guys, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Unknown Comics Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>